0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another R slash Nuclear Revenge video. Unlike these stories of revenge, the only thing I want blowing up are those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by NV Max. Demoted, then they realize they screwed up. Worked nine years at a well-known company, worldwide provider of various products. Won't name this company, but it was a division of this company I worked for. I started at this company at the bottom as a tech, did my job well and excelled upwards. After six years, I was promoted into the national support group and also then excelled at this position. It was well paid and salary, which was a very nice bump in pay, and the hours were great. After a year in the new position, I was promoted to a co-operator position, which I shared with another, which we were very good friends, and got along very well. To this day, we still do lunches and chat quite frequently. To this day, we still do lunches and chat quite frequently. Now, I was trained up on the in-house software that runs the dispatching of techs, which was made by an in-house software developer which the software used codes for areas and states. Very complex, but for him it worked, though no documentation whatsoever, no manual, nothing. The guy that had the position before me was leaving the company for a better offer, so he took a month to train me on the software, and of course I wrote down all the codes for all the areas just so I didn't get anything wrong since there were no manuals or instructions. He then leaves the company a year later the developer of the software dies from cancer so now no one but myself knows how to use the software and taking vacations were far and few between due to this issue i constantly asked for a backup to be trained so they can do this job while i go on vacations At this point, I could only take 2 days at a time for vacation and my wedding was coming up in 8 months and we were taking a month long honeymoon. No go, got denied every time I requested a replacement to be trained. When my co-operator and I took over this new department, it was in shambles. Our turnover for repairs was sitting around 8 days, which upset a lot of customers due to these machines being used constantly during working hours. We brainstormed and came up with solutions to fix this and reduce downtimes dramatically. The bad thing about this is that it put extreme pressure on logistics to get parts overnighted to techs in the field, which logistics manager was okay with. He in turn hired enough guys to take this burden on and was working out pretty well. This turned out to be great. We reduced our downtime from 8 days to on average 2 days. Customers commented constantly about how much better our service was and how they were definitely happy with how the repairs were going. Then it starts to go south from this point. My manager was looking to move up the ladder and needed to hire someone for his position. Of course, me and my co-operator apply for the position since we know how to run this division and think we could do the job great. We both get looked over for manager's friend which he had no experience in this division whatsoever, he was actually one of the logistics purchasers, he has no idea whatsoever on how to run our department nor any technical experience whatsoever. He of course gets this position and right off the bat this stupid idiot wants to change how we do things and reduce the strain on the logistics group. Co-operator and myself immediately protest and opposes changes with prejudice and vigor though this fell on deaf ears. When he tells us to implement the changes, I refuse and so does my co-operator. For weeks we argue with manager's friend, which is now my manager, and he gets upset and continuously fights with us to make the changes. We again refuse. I emailed his manager and explained the situation, and pointed out that it would increase repairs and our customers would be very unhappy. At this time, we grew the base of our customers twenty-fold, and our satisfaction rating on all our reviews were in the upper 90s, though these emails and everything that cooperator and I were explaining went on deaf ears. At this point, manager's friend feels that I'm the instigator of the disobedience, and that week, I was called into a conference room with HR, manager's friend, and his manager. They informed me I was going to be demoted from operator to dispatcher due to my inability to be a team player and confrontational to my manager etc etc. So I said, fine with me, meant less work and same pay, so I'm okay with this. Now with this job, you had certain functions of the job that you could and could not do. You could only do what was assigned to you for that job description, dispatchers could only dispatch calls to techs, and not assign their own calls, that was my previous job. My co-operator at the time was in charge of escalations and onboarding techs, and did not know the system I used to dispatch these calls. Next day, I come in and sit at my desk, waiting for calls to be put on my board, knowing that there was no one now to dispatch calls to the dispatchers. After about 4 hours, I get approached by manager's friend, asking why I was not dispatching calls to everyone. I politely said, remember, I got demoted. I can't dispatch, it's not part of my job description and I don't want to be fired for doing something that I'm not allowed to do. The dread on his face could be seen as it streaks up his back and hits him full force. At this point, he realized he just freaked up. Of course, his manager and HR didn't know anything about this software that was developed in-house and had no instructions on how to use it. It was the backbone of this division's dispatching software. Without this, no calls could be dispatched out whatsoever. The news is now getting around that no calls are being dispatched and manager's friend's manager now enters and asks what's going on. He soon realizes as well what happened. They then call me back into the conference room and ask me to train a replacement. Of course I refuse. The day ends and I go home. Next morning I show up for work on the dot and they call me back in yet again, offering my position back and to please start dispatching calls as soon as possible. Of course I refuse the promotion, pointing out key points that they brought up during my demotion meeting on why they were demoting me and because of those points I felt I had to overcome them in order to be able to accept the promotion and it would be a great time to focus on my abilities that they outlined. They were flabbergasted and frustrated clearly. They get upset and tell me that I'm holding the company hostage and that they'll have to take me to court. At this point, per my contract, I am now entitled to a lawyer and they have to pay. A few days go by of course, no calls being dispatched, they're now relying on emails and phone calls to get calls dispatched and parts ordered and it's pandemonium abound. It's adding so much more time to each call and ordering parts, the whole system is falling apart. I finally get contacted by a lawyer telling me that he is to represent me and that he's being paid by the company I work for, but that he works for me, period. That he can't talk to them without my knowledge, he cannot do anything against my own interests and that he is being paid by them but works for me. He goes on to tell me that they can't force me to take a promotion, and they can't fire me if I fulfill my obligations of the employment contract, which was pretty easy, basically just show up on time, take breaks in specified time, and leave at specified time. So I do. This goes on for a month when they're finally getting to the breaking point. Repairs are exceeding two weeks and customers are canceling their repair contracts due to service issues. They decide to demote me again to logistics. Now, the manager of logistics is a good friend and he thinks this is retaliation for all these issues. So he just says to me to take a desk over in the corner and do my thing, whatever I wanted. He wasn't going to punish me for their stupidity. We go to court, they present their case, and my lawyer presents mine. After two days, the judge rules in favor of me and says that a company can't force me into a job or doing a job that I do not wish, and this would be considered enslavement. They pressed the judge to have me turn over the information to run the software that runs their division. The judge asked me if I had written it down. At this point, I didn't have it. I threw it away, so I answered honestly to the judge, though I did say, I do remember how to use it and all the codes to dispatch since I did it for years. It became like second nature. Judge asked me if I would be willing to write down the instructions. I politely said no, Judge said, okay, that's that then. Upon coming back to work the next day, I decided to start looking for another job. After about a month, I found a new position at another company, making about 10% more and with better options, and also agreed to give me the month off with salary for my honeymoon. So I wrote up a resignation letter and sent it to my manager, his manager and the senior staff of the division and also the CEO of the company explaining everything that went on and why I was leaving the company and wish them the best. That Friday I packed up my personal stuff and left. Two weeks later I get a call from the CEO of the company apologizing for what happened and that all this information just came to light and that the individuals involved were terminated manager's friend, his manager, and the one above him, which was sweet to my ears, and offered my job back, I politely declined. A few weeks after manager's friend was fired, I was told by my good friend and co-operator that he passed from a drug overdose, which is sad and completely not deserved, no matter how much I hated him. The division I ran was merged into another division a year later, after it was not able to recover. 30% of the people that worked for that division were laid off or transferred to other divisions. My co-operator is still working for the same company, though he said that after this whole ordeal, it never recovered and was never the same, and had gone downhill dramatically, and he'll be retiring this year. If a job you're working for was just full of nepotism and incompetence, they didn't help you out and then demoted you for saving their butts? Would that be enough to make you just say, screw it, you guys are gonna sink the company and I'm not helping you anymore, good luck. Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by Sub to Dead Meat. Abusive husband loses his family, house, visa, dignity, and $100,000. This story happened in Lebanon, Australia, Lebanon, in that order, so please bear with me. My cousin, Australian, has just met a wonderful person. He cared for her, loved her, and really treated her in a special, caring way. Or so we thought. One day, she came in the middle of the night to my house, and then I saw her. With her son, both had bruises on their face. As it turns out, he just married her for the privileges as an Australian. So when they got a son, she got pressured to handle the harm and stay with him, just so that she can see her son and now this guy is gonna pay. My family and I devised an elaborate plan to send the cousin and her son to Australia, where she has more custody rights over there, but we also had to make her get some money to start off her business there as well. First, we went to the police, who said that they can't arrest him because the cousin didn't report him, but they don't mind us taking care of him. So, later that night, one of my cousins and I attacked him with bars of soap wrapped in a towel, No bruises or wounds, and we hit him until they broke. And after he went to the police station to report us, they laughed at him. After he got out, we warned him to leave Lebanon before we seriously hurt him. And after that confrontation, he got his wife, son, and a hundred thousand dollars. Here came the tricky part. We had to have incriminating evidence of his harm against her to blackmail him we can't attack him in Australia. So, after my aunt helped them get a house, she rigged a camera, and after she captured the harm and the time of the recordings, my cousin took her son and $100,000. When the guy tried to confront her and take his son and money back to Lebanon, he was shown the incriminating footage and given an ultimatum. He either leaves Australia without divorcing the wife with the son, and he might not stay alive, we roughed him up for roughing up the son, or he leaves Australia penniless. And he chose the latter. When he made it back to Lebanon, he slipped into alcoholism, he lost his family and his house due to his temper issues, lost his visa since his ex wife reported him anyway, and is currently a homeless man. I saw him while I was in the car in Lebanon, I'm currently stuck there, and he looked so empty. Even when he saw me and recognized me, but he didn't react. And then I realized that I made him lose everything. Even his Australian visa got revoked. But then you realize that this man deserved it. My cousin is currently running a restaurant with her new husband, who has a daughter, and is a truly amazing guy. Disclaimer, no illegal actions happened in this story other than what the husband did. So, admittedly, I don't know very much about Lebanon, but I feel like I've learned just a little bit more about kind of how their police force works at least probably in some areas seems like they're a little bit supportive of the vigilante system that said a lot of times i can kind of think through things and imagine how some people make some callous decisions or cheat people over but i can't for the life of me ever put myself in some mindset of somebody that coerces anybody by harming them especially kids To me, I feel like if you're going to go to that extent, I feel like you're beyond being redeemable. A lot of people, you might feel bad for them ending up homeless, but this guy, you can't feel bad for him at all. They lost their family, house, visa, dignity, and a hundred thousand dollars? And what this guy did was so bad that you probably would go, yeah well, kinda serves him right, doesn't it? All I know is OP is good family to have, and I'm glad that OP's cousin was able to get back to Australia get a wealth of money and a good start, and get into a situation that's good for their future. I'm glad that things are really looking up. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So, until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.